hello and welcome to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. Uh, today I've got a very special guest. I'm joined by Therese Macbeth, who works for CSIRO, and she's actually a new board member at MSF. We'll get into that a bit later, but we've got Therese here just to have a chat about what she's currently working on. Welcome, Therese. Hi, Tanya. Great to have you here. You've been at CSIRO for the last 10 years now. You work as a farming system scientist. So what are you currently working on? We have a few things on the go that are relevant to the Mallee. We have the Sandy Soils Project, where we have a, we're managing a lot of sites in collaboration with MSF across the Mallee, looking at different interventions to improve crop water use and yield. We also have the Novel Legume Pastures Project, which is another collaboration with Saudi and MSF, and we look after the South Australian Mallee sites. And there we're looking for new legumes that might help us fill some of our gaps in legume productivity, but also looking at methods to better establish those other projects we have where we don't have field sites in the Mallee that might be relevant though. We're working on calcareous soils and trying to find innovations to close up the yield gap. There is a site managed by Saadi in the Mallee, which is about the deep placement of phosphorus. So the idea of that is getting the fertilizer band away from the soil surface or near the soil surface where it's more prone to drying and seeing if that improves phosphorus nutrition on low fertility soils. That sounds like there's heaps going on. Where are some of the towns where you have these trials? So the sites we're managing, we have a site at Lawaudi. We've been working there for a long time now. Uh, we have a site near Lamaroo. We're busy near Wakery as well. And then obviously we're working with MSF and Frontier Farming data that's flowing in from sites throughout the Vic Mallee as well. And I know that you get out of the office a fair bit because you were talking about having to go and weed one of the sites at Wakery the other day. So you do get around to these sites and you get to check on what's happening throughout the year. Absolutely. I have a fantastic team of technicians. Uh, sometimes that makes me a bit sad because I'm not really <laughs> needed in the paddock, but I do love getting out in the paddock and um, seeing how things are coming together, learning whether or not they're relevant to growers, what some of our gaps are in our understanding of the context and where we might go from there. Because you're from the Air Peninsula originally, so how does that compare to the Mallee? I think the landscape is quite similar. I grew up on a farm near Minipa. It was dune swale country as well. We backed onto the national park, so we had some really rough ground with sand and rocks and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I feel like the environments are quite comparable. I guess everyone says where, where I grew up was a place called Mount Damper. It's damper at the damper, <laughs> so it's a bit more reliable than Minipa, so it, it's not quite as marginal as the fringes um, of cropping on the Mallee, but yes, certainly those experiences are all relevant. So you feel like you're at home here? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we had a mixed farm too, so yeah, strong focus on both the livestock and cropping. This is a question for you. If funding were no object, what would you like to tackle research-wise? Because I know a lot of what we do is driven by funding. So if you could do anything you want to do, what's something you'd love to tackle? Yeah, I guess there's a couple of things. For me, um, watching all of our findings around nitrogen, I, I still think there's something really important to understand about early crop vigour. And some of that is related to good establishment, good crop competition. But I do think there's also a nutrition element to that as well. And setting up a really nice crop in a marginal environment can be really important, but also really hard to prove in a marginal rainfall situation. I guess we've prepared a lot of 
pictures around improving crop establishment, but in the past I've also uh, prepared a lot of pictures around multi-nutrients and nutrient interactions and thinking about what's missing. So that's one yeah. I keep coming back to. Well, that's really good because I know that comes up as an issue with some of our farmers when we get feedback from events. Nutrition and trace elements, that's something that still really interests people and how our rotations have changed over the last 10 years. There's a lot more legumes there. I think it's really important that we still track how things are going with, you know, changing system. I think that's true. Like there's a perception we've been working on nitrogen forever and why haven't we sorted it out? But I I guess as the system evolves, you have to evolve your understanding of where the nutrition fits in and whether or not you're, you're hitting the target and now that our input costs have gone crazy you know it is going to be more important to, to think that through and put our money in the right place well hopefully we can get some research in that space going forward we do a lot of research trials at msf or we think we do a lot of research trials but we also do a lot of validation what's the difference between the term research and development in your mind uh, i think technically development means it's an idea that's well developed you kind of understand where it might work and what the drivers are and then you try it out in a range of environments. I think what often happens in our collaboration uh, with MSF is that we're so curious that we end up trying so many other things that we're often doing research in our development space and so that's why I think people get a bit confused and it does seem a bit like a blurry line is because we're not very good at sticking to a very rigid structure and we want to think about what's next and what else should we be trying what's relevant for this particular grower well i know when farmers come to field days and they ask questions and we can't give them an answer we're really keen to follow that up so you try and fit it into the trial you do in the following year so i can see how that happens i guess that's a good thing do you think farmers in the mallee will be able to keep up with a trend towards lower rainfall we've just come out of another fluctuating rainfall year had a good year in 2020 but the years before that were a bit dry as well i think low rainfall growers are fantastic at adapting to climate risk there's always limit there's going to be pressure points where it does become really difficult to adapt i'm optimistic about the future i think you know thinking about crop establishment opening up our options trying to manage our risks so for example we've put a huge emphasis on early sowing but that's created a lot of risk around frost in particular <laughs> so making sure we have as many and diverse options as we can up front and then flowing that through to later in the season so making sure we have good ways to make decisions about how we manage our biomass whether we are managing it through to grain managing it for pasture or managing it for hay so that we're less vulnerable to you know two very discrete times in the season at the beginning and the end those are the sorts of things we're chasing i do think diversity has a role you know making sure businesses aren't totally geared to one thing or another something else we're chasing is automation and mechanization whether that helps you to break this nexus of a pressure to always scale up and whether you know taking out some of the logistical and labor related issues means we we have more options on the farm and we can manage Mm. things in smaller units virtual fencing is one example of that but there would be others get on top of the tech yeah absolutely so research is going to be key going forward as it always has been i'm going to jump onto the board now so you've just joined the board of msf and we're so grateful to have you on board you've only been there for a short time but your input has been so invaluable so what made you join msf Syro has a, a long history of collaborating with msf and i've always enjoyed that collaboration i saw that the board as an opportunity to connect a bit better with some of the growers and the growers issues and making sure that I really have that context sorted out 
and that I was keeping pace with what the issues were. I, I really hope that I can make a contribution and help Mally think about you know, some of the operations, some of the strategies around securing income and, and stability. The other thing is, I guess, a, a selfish thing. Like I was keen to build my skills and, you know, joining a board is obviously a different skill set. And so there's a lot of opportunities there. Well, that's very interesting because I thought for a minute there you were going to say you'd heard all about Soul Chicken at Mildura <laughs> and how great the dinners are there. It's, uh, yeah, just KFC at a whole new level and also the karaoke bar afterwards. But no, yes. that's good that there's other reasons you've joined the board, but we hope to get you across to Mildura at some stage and meet some of the board members because you've been on the board for a while and because of the border closures we still haven't all been together as a group so we look forward to that and yeah the collaboration with different board members from across the state is a great way to be involved with MSF and really give back in a fun way so thanks for joining us Therese it's been great to have you on the MSF podcast and we hope to have you back here to talk some more research down the track. No worries. Thank you. See ya. Thanks for joining us. If you want to hear more, like and subscribe to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. Catch you later.